0: listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit HarvestBibleOnline.org. God is good. We're just going to do an extension of Sunday tonight, okay? And um, the Lord spoke to me. I mean, I I got six pages of notes that we didn't even get to. But the the Spirit of God, just really some things that we need to do. That that song just kind of set it up for us to know... um, some things that we need to declare and to say, you know, uh, the spirit of faith is caught more than it's taught. We can teach you on the subject of faith, but the spirit of faith you got to catch hold of, which simply means we need the spirit of faith uh, to make it through with everything that's going on in the world today. And we need to encourage everybody to come in contact with it. And it's not a hype. It's a truth. How many of you know when you know something, it's in your heart, it just comes out of you. Amen. And uh you know, it's it's something that we take so go to Ephesians chapter three again because God wants to show the devil and the world, how smart he is through the manifold wisdom of God. He wants to show all these things uh, through you and I. So God wants to use you to show his wisdom to everybody around you and his mercy and his grace, his healing, his power. God wants to do that. God wants to open us up here and get an expectancy for open doors, get an expectancy for God to give a word in due season. Amen. Amen. How do you know that, he, that when you begin to speak words of life, things begin to flow, you know, and, and, and word is getting out, you know, it's, and, and, and thank God for the Holy Ghost. It's not anything that, you know, about myself and, uh, uh, or about what's, you know, we're doing in the, in the sense, except it's just God. You know, it's just God, you know, and I've had lots of ministers call me this past week. Actually, this is in the past three days Uh, and just wanting to be encouraged, wanting to be strengthened, wanting to ask me, Okay, all right, we've been hearing about all these great, what, what are you doing? What's the key? And I said, well, I said, the key is to get out of the way. That's the key. The key is to allow God to be God, and the key is not to let fear come in. The key is not to listen to anybody but God. And when you listen to him, you get full of joy, you get full of peace, and he shows you what to do, and you just do it. You know, amen? You just take hold of it. So here in Ephesians chapter 3, let's begin reading Hallelujah. At uh, you know, we're going to begin reading in verse 8 it says though I am the least deserving of all God's people. Don't you know that we're all the least deserving? We don't deserve the blessings of God. I mean, we see the goodness of God in our lives. We see the promised promises being filled. but thank God, God's the one that did. It. He said though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the gentiles about the endless treasures available. Endless treasures. If I was going to title tonight, I'd title it Endless Treasures. I titled Sunday just Supernatural Life, but if I was going to title tonight, I'd title it Endless Treasures because I want to talk to you about some endless treasures, and I want to talk to you how you get them and how you receive them and how you take them because the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have the spirit of God living in us, and if you just let that come out, God will give you an answer for everything you need. God will give you a clear direction. God will give. God will meet and supply all the needs that you have. Amen. Thank you for your overwhelming response. I know you're out there just jumping up on the couch right now. Thank you. (laughs) Praise God. I'm going to preach to you right now. Let me just share it. It's the endless treasures. I want to tell everybody. I'm going to tell all of you about the endless treasures that are available to us in Christ. And I was chosen to explain everyone, to everyone, the mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, has kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its variety, in its rich variety, to all the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. Amen. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. And because of of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he says, please don't lose heart because of my trials. Here, I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. Amen. Paul said, you should feel honored with all things I'm going through. But he said this. He said, there are endless treasures, and so I'm going to share with you some endless treasures. It's endless treasure. You know, when you understand who you are in Christ and what you have... Then you understand why God chose you, why God has anointed you. Do you remember Paul uh, said this in 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians chapter 1, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, he said, he who has called us and he who has anointed us is God. Do you know God called you and God anointed you? God called you and God anointed you. Amen. He called you and he anointed you. What did he call me for and what did he anoint me for? That's a great question. It really is because all of us, all of us need to understand that we walk worthy of the calling that God's given unto us. You know, it's so crazy. The difference between Christians in America and, 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 and countries that are actually are, are things than Christians that are in China or in India or in these other countries that could get killed for their faith is that we declare, hey, listen, come to Jesus. Make Jesus a part of your life, and God's going to do all kind of great things in your life. They tell people, come to Jesus, and you're going to lose everything, but you're going to find you. Your family is going to disown you. People are going to want to kill you. You're going to lose all of your finance. You're not going to be able to do it. You're going to be able to work. That. But you are going to find eternal life. See, if we did that in America, wouldn't have very many people showing up. But believe it or not, that's the truth. And yet, when you lose your life, God gives you. When you lose your low life, God gives you a high life. Amen? See, when you understand the treasures that God, we've got this treasure in earth and vessels. And he goes on to say, this is a a mystery. He says, I want to show you the mysterious plan that God, creator of all things, has kept secret from the beginning. What was that? Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of receiving all that God has for our lives. The hope of understanding who we are in Christ. The authority that we have. Amen. The power that we have. The ability that God has given us through Christ. Amen. You look, we look at this and we kind of go, wow, this is really cool. But God wants to display this. See, the churches don't even know who they are. See, because of Christ, we have faith in him and we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Because you know why? Because you've got God's presence in you. You've got the Holy Spirit living and dwelling on the inside of you. See, the realm of the spirit and the realm of the supernatural should be a place that we feel comfortable in. When the spirit is moving, it ought not make us nervous. It shouldn't. It should be a place that we go, okay, you know, if this is what God's going to do, this is what we need to see, this is what we need to do. Because we need to understand that the most powerful entity in the world right now is the church. All right? All right. And the most supernatural thing that's ever happened to you is the new birth. Amen? It's being born again. It's knowing this. And then there are signs that are supposed to follow, but we're supposed to understand how is this endless treasures that has been made available to us, it's what we find out, all of the blessings, all of the promises, all of the things that God said is ours. Amen? He declared that we have some things here, and he declared that we could hear his voice. You know, the greatest thing that we have when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, is that we get to fellowship with him. We get to fellowship with him. God wants to do signs, and the disciples, when they got filled with the Holy Spirit, they started. You know, things started happening, people started getting saved, there's all kinds of stuff going on, and they started helping everybody, everybody just kind of gathered together, they didn't have anywhere else to go, because they lost all of their families, they all became one family, so they all came in together, amen? And so in that, though, the disciples said, hey, listen, we need to keep going with the Word of God so we can feed you, and we see persecution, but we also see the disciples going out and doing supernatural things. Come on. They were there. And then, you know, Acts chapter 3, the lame man gets healed. Acts chapter 4, uh, the disciples come back and they go to their own company and they tell listen, dude, listen, everybody's telling us we can't preach. Don't go we'll preaching in the name of Jesus. We can't go out. Don't do anything. They're threatening us. They're going to throw us in prison. They're threatening. And what do they do? They lift their voices to God and they say, God. Hear all the the threats and the listen. This is what they're doing. This is way and you knew this was going to happen. But now, Lord, grant unto your servants that with all boldness let us speak your word. Stretch forth your hand to heal. You know, Hallelujah. And the mighty signs and wonders be done in the name of thy holy child Jesus. And the place was shaken where they were assembled. And then in Acts chapter five they go out. and and they begin to preach, and they begin to share. And all of a sudden, people start bringing out all the sick people, and they're just hoping that the shadow of Peter falls on them. And wherever the shadow fell, they all got healed because they believed in the shadow. Aren't you glad, hallelujah, we've got God's word? Amen, that we can take hold of the word of God, amen? See, we see signs and wonders. Signs and wonders don't save anybody, but signs and wonders sure get people's attention. And the wonderful thing is, the endless treasure is, is that we've got Jesus. And so nobody can take that away, and nobody can take your testimony away. Amen. 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 We've got the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And God used supernatural signs and wonders, and guess what? He's going to do it again. Amen. And, you know, we found out that God confirms his word, right? That's how God works. See, that's why you got all of his promises. You've got to take hold of the word of God. you got to believe that God has endless treasures for you. If you don't believe that, then you're just going to go through, you're going to go through without having any kind of, war. I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing, I'm just kind of going along here. And you're going to get beat up all the time. But if you know where you're going, where you're headed, how do good things are going to be taking place. Do you know what we need to understand is that there is a big, big difference between where we are with God and where we can be. I say, Pastor, how come you always challenge us now? I can't help it. <laughs> Why? Because God wants to take us out here. We, we're we're going to go out where nobody else is doing it because we're going to be the point. We've got to do that. You know, I, I know that more than ever right now. I know that more in my heart. And I'm not, it's not bragging on us or me or anything. It's just that God just said, hey, when are you going to go and get ready and do things for me? Amen? So we've got to step out and begin to not only talk about it, but demonstrate some of the things of God. And God's been reminding me, been reminding me of my past, and he's been reminding some of you because I've been reminding you. And uh, he's been reminding me of things that we've been and things that we've experienced and things that he still wants to do for signs and wonders and miracles, things that he still wants to see. You know, the number one thing he wants to see people born into the kingdom of God, he wants to see people, the lost saved. But he also wants to see the church grow up. He also wants to demonstrate himself. He also also wants to put on the show. Amen. Ephesians chapter two, verse seven, that he might show. That he might show. So God wants to put on a show. He wants to do. God always does things, boom. He likes to do that, you know? He enjoys it. He wants everybody to know he's God. Amen? There's some things that we need to do. So I want to give you four things tonight. Well, I'll probably give you more than that, but I'm going to give you some things tonight. I'm going to give you four things that I want you to start getting ready. Because if I can prepare you and we can demonstrate how to do, then we can lead. We can watch God do miracle signs and wonders. We can watch God heal. We can watch God deliver. We can watch God set free. Amen? Because it's God. And see, the cool thing is, I don't care who who does what. I just want God to get all the glory. See, the only thing I have to correct is when you think you're bigger than you should be. Okay? Hallelujah. And I don't have a problem with that. But the key is, is that I want God to get all the glory. God, you do what only you can do, and you get all the glory. Because God wants to. Don't stop. We look at this and we see this. It's just the beginning of what God's going to do. And God's given us a great platform to touch lives. Amen. And it's his presence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There, there are things that we need to take hold of, that we need to understand. I mean, we see this all through the book of Acts. I mean, I've just been reading the book of Acts and it's just an incredible, incredible, uh, um, you know, wonderful thing to look at and to see. And so it's like, Lord, I want to do the works of God. Remember when they asked Jesus, they came up to Jesus and said, what was he do to do the works of God? He said, believe on the one who he sent. That means believe on me. What do I have to do to do the works of God? Believe on Jesus. But what is Jesus? Jesus is the word. So we've got to believe the word. Because what? God confirms the word with signs following. God will confirm his word when you actually believe it and you stand on it and you act on it. Amen? When you do that, things change. See, the problem is, here's one of the biggest keys about us, is that we are afraid that the word actually works and it's not working in our lives, so we're afraid to actually look at it, see it, and try to believe it, because what if it doesn't work? What if I'm one of the ones that it doesn't work? Wait a minute. The word works. It'll, it'll work for you if you believe it, but the word works. Whether or not, you, know, it's, it, it, you can't believe the word of God and it not work. Do you understand that? It's impossible. Well, I believe that it didn't work. Either you or God lied, so we're going to trust that you're in trouble. Because if God lied, the earth is no more. So we get up and the earth is still here. Guess what? God's word. so. See, understand what I'm saying? It's, it's, We look at this and we see. So here's the very first thing. is you got to get honest with you. And you got to get honest with the Lord. What do I mean by that? Well, here's the problem. We sing a song. I believe the evidence. I mean, I see the evidence of your goodness. I believe that your promises are being fulfilled, and yet we're not sure that we really believe that. We say it. See, the very first thing, getting honest with the Lord, is saying, God... It may not look like my life is what it's supposed to be. It may not look like that I'm doing all that I should do or that I'm receiving all that I should have. But guess what? I believe your power is living in me. I believe that the greater one lives on the inside of me. I believe hallelujah, that your word is working and that I can see your evidence. And I believe in seeing your goodness. So you got to do like David said, i got to believe to see the goodness because I don't see any goodness. But I see all kinds of goodness. Amen? What am I doing? I'm going to acknowledge. I'm going to get honest with him. I'm going to acknowledge his power, his strength, and his anointing on my life. I'm anointed. You're anointed. What does anointing mean? It means God's presence is upon you. See, you remember what Philemon says? Philemon, there's only one chapter in Philemon. Philemon verse 6 says this, that the communication of your faith may become effectual. How? By the acknowledging of every good thing that's in you in Christ Jesus. How do you want your faith to grow and to be, and to be strong and be effectual or be, or be powerful? Is that you acknowledge, guess what? God lives in this person. Amen. The spirit of the living God lives in me. Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. Glory God's anointed me to do what I do. Amen. I can hear from him. I am his sheep and I know his voice. You gotta have faith to believe that what God said about you is true. Amen. We've got to do that. We've got to know that we've got the truth. Don't let people deceive you. People want to put you in box, they want to put fear on you. Amen. No, 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 no. You know the truth. See, you know the truth, it sets you free. You don't have to be put into bondage. People say, Well, you act like you, you act like you know everything. Here's the key. I don't, but I know the one who does, and he lives in me. Yes. And he's going to make me a genius, hallelujah, because I'm going to trust him. I mean, we had a situation today. Me and Greg, we went looking into an office. Well, went into Pastor Pam's office because she said it's in there. And we went and looked at the office. He looked at it. I looked at it. I went in and looked at it again. He looked at it. Couldn't find what we were looking for. So I went back in my office, and we were doing things, and I said, okay, Holy Ghost, where is that thing we're supposed to find? He said, it's in her office right over here. I went in there, and there it was. There it was. Stuck to the back of a plastic thing that me and Greg picked up and threw around, and it didn't, it didn't unstick. But we found it. Because the Holy Ghost knew exactly where it was. Somebody says, well, why didn't you ask him in the first place? Because I'm just like you. I did my same thing. I just had to get out. I'm going to do it myself. Bless well, God! I'll find this thing. Come on. Why don't you ask him the first time? You lost something. Why, why do you go look for a half hour, two hours? Can't find it. Lord, I, okay, hold him. Oh, And then he tells you where it's at. Because you're just like me and I'm just like you. But we've got the greater one on the inside. It shows us what to do, where to go, and how to handle it. Amen? See, we need to understand, and you've got to acknowledge it. Here's the thing about it. See, you can't be saved if you don't acknowledge Jesus. You can believe in it, but you've got to say it. You've got to say, Jesus, you're my Lord, you're my... You've got to say it before you get it. Same thing with everything else. You've got to believe in your heart, say with your mouth, everything. Same thing here. You've got to acknowledge his power, his anointing, his blessing. You've got to start saying, you know what? Hey, God loves me. I'm blessed. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Got a little excited on that one. Yes, Let's get to the next one. <laughs> Here's the thing. Then once, once you start saying that and you actually start believing it, guess what? Then you start practicing it. You start doing it. You make a new commitment that you're going to practice and start doing what the Bible says you're supposed to do and the Bible says who you are. You don't let anybody put you down. You don't have anybody, you know, they can say all they want to, but you're going to take authority of words. The Bible says this, we sang a song in the very first song we sang, the weapon might be formed, but it can't prosper. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against you can prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, everybody that speaks life or speaks death over you or tries to tell you what you can't do, every tongue that rises up in judgment against you, you condemn, you take authority over Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, says God. God's going to make you stand in your righteousness. Amen. So you got to make a commitment to start practicing and doing, and you act upon it and say, you know what? Glory to God. God's called me. God anointed me. God told me to do this. Amen. We've got to stand up and be who God's called us to be and not in a braggadocious kind of way, not trying to, but standing up and saying, no, no, this is what God said. I'm just agreeing with him. All right. All right. Amen. Right. It's amazing. You know, I mean, like I said, you know, pastors, ministers have been calling. I said, what do you, I said, listen, I'm just agreeing with God. I'm just, he said, open and go. And that's all he said. And we're doing it. And he just said, be this, do this, and I'm just, I'm trying to just stay focused, stay listening, and share truth, because I'm committed to doing what God's called us to do, and I'm not going to stop. You know, I've jokingly said, I don't want to, just so you all know, I don't really want to go to jail, but I've jokingly said, I haven't even started ministry, because everybody I read about in the book of Acts, they all went to jail. Got arrested. God delivered them. Got all kind of. I said, "Man, I ain't even got a testimony yet." <laughs> Praise the Lord. But that's the thing. We don't want to do that. But I mean, it's just you know, we, we want to keep going because we're not doing anything wrong. See the problem? We weren't doing anything wrong. Neither were they. Okay. How did you? Now here's one of the biggest keys, and, and, I, and I'm thinking the Lord's just really been stirring my heart about this one. And this is one of the things He said. I'm, I'm probably I, I want to teach a whole because I've, I've taught a whole Bible class on this. Uh, I, I did it over at the Bay, at, in, in the Bay Area at uh, uh, the school over there at mark thomas 's and them when I first came out and stuff, but I taught a whole twelve you know, week thing on just one thing the subject of this is the name of Jesus. We need to understand how powerful that name is, and that name needs to stop being used as a curse word, and it needs to start being the reverence and the power that it is, and that people need to start. They wouldn't say that. They, they, when they say that name, I mean, they come under conviction. They fall on their face. I mean, that name is so powerful, because remember when they he sent the 70 out, they said, Lord, even the devils are subject to us in your name. That name that we lay hands on the sick and we see them recover, that name causes us to cast out devils. That name that's above every name. That name that we have. We need, to, we need to get a reverence for that name. We need to get an understanding about that name. I mean, that's we just need to realize, glory to God, when we speak that name, all heaven stands at attention and all hell trembles. Glory to God. We need, But we've got to get a reverence to that. We need to understand how powerful that name is because it's in his name. You know, God gave me a revelation about that many, many years ago when I got born again. Mark Butler died when I was nine years old. But Mark Butler in Christ Jesus is alive and well. And it changed my life to me to think that because, you know, in the Bible, they got their names changed. They, they got blessed. You know, they got to have different names. So they kept go, go around saying Abraham. Father of many nations. Our father, Abraham, father of many nations. Abraham, father of many. He gets to go around confessing who he was. He didn't have any kids, didn't have anything, didn't have no nations. He was a sojourner, walking around looking for a city whose builder and maker is God, never found it. Lived his whole life, but he began to acknowledge, and he only had one child, or two, because if you count the one he messed up with, Ishmael, but hey, so you know, but he, here's the thing, but he had more, as the Bible tells too, later on, but you see that he had a child of promise. Amen? One of the things that we've got to grab a hold of, especially in the name of Jesus, is that we've allowed that name not to have the power that it needs to have. And it's something that we need to, you know, we just need to take hold of it. We need to grab a hold of it. We need to understand Philippians chapter two says that God gave him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee's gonna bow and every tongue's gonna confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen? You remember in Acts chapter three, verse 16, when they came to to Peter and, and John there and they said, you know, like that they did something and Peter stands up and he says, you're looking upon us like as if we made this man whole in the presence of you all. No, let me tell you what's made this man Whole in the presence of you all, it is the name that name of Jesus has made this man whole in your presence. Hallelujah! That's why they said when they went over in the next five, they said, "Don't be preaching no more in that name. Don't be preaching no more in these things." Or Acts chapter four it said, "You don't preach. You you filled the whole you the whole city with his name. It's Jesus. Hallelujah!" And that's why people, you can say all. Okay, can you can say God? You can say Muhammad. You can say everything else. You can say everything. Just don't say Jesus. Because why? Because that's the only name given among men whereby we must be saved. And that's why that name is so powerful that we need to get back to the reverence of that name. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God, i got to catch my breath. Amen. i right, just a little excited. A little excited. I could do a lot of things here, but hallelujah. No, we've got to. We want to work the works of God. We want to believe in him. We want to do things. Then we've got to, first of all, acknowledge that we're the ones that are knowing and God's going to use us. So we've got to do that. we got to say, wait, hey, God's going to use us. I've been waiting for God to raise somebody up and do different things, and God's doing different stuff, but I've been raising somebody up to give a voice to the church, and uh, that's not trying to make it in conjunction with just America or make it in conjunction with just politics or make it in conjunction with you know the uh, what's god <laughs> Where's God? God is saying, hey, I want to show right now who I really am. I want to show everyone that I'm a supernatural God, that in the midst of this, watch what I can do. Watch what I can do to raise you up. Watch what I can do to cause people to come from the north, the south, the east, and the west and get born again, but also to come and get healed, get delivered, get set free, but get built up in the things of God. And the miracle-working power of God can be manifest. Amen? Hallelujah, we can see that. We see that God wants to do it, amen? Yeah. We, we need that. We need to get back to the reverend. And then we also need to pray for boldness. Listen, we need to get more bolder than we've ever been. Not in a bragging, it's boldness. Boldness is not rudeness. Right. Yeah. Okay, boldness is not rudeness. Boldness simply means like, when you know you're right, you don't have to push it on somebody. You just smile when they get mad at you. You do. When you know you're right, when they say all kinds of things and they try to give you all this stuff and they try to do it, you just smile. I always tell people this, it's too late for me. I say, what do you mean it's too, it's too late? What do you mean it's too, it's too late for you to convince me otherwise? Yes. This works. Yes. See, we, see, here's the thing. Not only do we need to pray for boldness, but we need to get back to trusting the Holy Spirit on the inside of us yes. instead of listening to everything else around us. Yes. Okay? Too many voices. The Bible says there are many voices and none of them without signification, which means there's all kinds of voices, you know, and and it's okay to gather information. Just don't let that be the final authority. The Holy Spirit, God's got to be the final authority. He's got to be the final answer. Amen? We've got to trust the Holy Spirit that what he's telling us we can share with others. Amen? Well, God's speaking to me. He's speaking out so that I can speak to others. I mean, it used to be, many of you, God would use you, and he would tell you different things, Just maybe just a word. But it would be a word that would change somebody's life. It was just something like, you know, I just get this, boom. And because they knew what that word meant, it would change their lives. Many times, and I, was, I was talking to the Lord about some things, because that's what, you know, and you've heard me share my, my best story with that, is the one about the lady who gets up and shares... Pastor, I got this word, and she gives this, and I don't know what God wants to do it, but I don't know what it is, but I know God wants to do something with this word, and she gives a word that's some kind of medical, big, giant you know, term, and all of a sudden, the guy starts weeping and crying. He's like, oh, my God, and and I'm like, well, I don't know what that word means. Anybody know what that word means? So we had a couple of nurses and things like that, because the lady who got it was not a nurse. She wasn't, you know, she just said, I have no idea. I said, I don't either, sister, so let's figure it out, and the nurse said, well, that's... And then this guy, he said, well, he finally can coach. He said, Pastor, I said, I said, yeah. I said, well, what? he said, that's for me. I said, well, what is it? He said, that's the condition I have. I've got something that's about a valve that was behind his heart. So he said that because it, they, they want to go and do open heart surgery and it's real risky and I could die. And he's like, I just don't, you know, know about it. He said, I said, well, that word is for you. Guess what? God's healing you right now. And God healed him. He went back and he was totally well. Glory to God! I got the, I got the joy of performing him and his and his wife's wedding. It happened to be Adam's third grade teacher he married, when Adam was in third grade. And so Hallelujah! You know, and they had four kids, and they've been just a blessing and a, and alive. He's still alive today, and you know he always every once in a while he'll text me or he'll call me and say, Pastor Mark, ain't nobody preaches like you. I, I come you. I said, Well, you should have come with me. You should have moved to California with me. You know, Hallelujah! But he was just a neat guy. You know. And uh, but one word and none of us knew what it meant. So I said, well, how did you know it was free? I said, well, what else was it going to be? It was a word. and He had it. What was God? Well, God's not God going to tell you something. He's not going to say, oh, it isn't nice. He's going to tell you that just so we know, oh, brother, I won't feel sorry for you. No, God doesn't tell you things to feel sorry for you. God tells you things to fix you. God tells you things to heal you, to deliver you, set you free. I mean, that was easy. That was an easy one. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. They didn't know. But God knew. God said, well, why don't we have that now? Well, why don't we? Because you're not expecting God to use you. You're not expecting because you don't think you're anointed. You don't think you've got anything to say. Now, it's not a free-for-all. It's not life, things like that. I mean, it's not like, you know, you understand what I'm sharing, okay? You guys all understand what I'm sharing, you know? What I'm sharing is, is that we need to have an air of expectancy. Right. Yes. Amen? We need to have the power, of the presence of God that no matter what comes up, God's ready, and he's got one of us ready to help the other person. That no matter what people need, whatever they need, God's gonna be there. We are gonna be there. Hallelujah. Because we need to be fully controlled by the Holy Spirit, listening to what the Spirit of God is saying, and not have anything pre planned. Do you know that's the hardest thing for me? Oh my gosh, I like to be organized. And I like to be, I have everything in order. I like to know ahead of time. This this not knowing day by day is a, it's not, it, walking by faith and just by, that's not nice. I mean, I've been walking by faith my whole life in a lot of things, but I would know, like to plan. And so if God doesn't show up, I got this. <laughs> I said, no, no, none of you like that. I told my wife, we were talking tonight, and I said, you know, one of the things I realized about me, and thank God I realized it early, is that I thought I had all this great faith when I was younger and stuff, but really I didn't have great faith. I was terrified to fail. I had such a fear of failure that I never failed. Because I wouldn't allow myself, so I would get it done and God would be nowhere to be found, but I'd do it. So I had to pay for like, what do you think I got that wonderful saying? What I order I have to pay for, what God orders he pays for. Because I had to pay for a ton of things when I first started out. I did. And I said, God, why aren't you? He said, because I ain't in it. You're just doing it. I said, but it's a good plan. Why don't you bless it? He said, it's not my plan. Come on. See, we look at this and we want to, because we want to be in control. And we don't want to look foolish. We don't want to look like, uh-oh, somebody better do something. It's too quiet. We're going to wait on God. Let's wait on God. Let's be quiet for just a moment. And if we, if we, if I, if we could be quiet for two minutes, some of you would be squirming in your seats. I said, let's be still and know that I am God. We will be like, oh, somebody do something. Somebody say something. <laughs> it's true. It's, and I was the number one. I'm like, "Oh God, do something. do something. Oh my God, do something I can't handle it. I'm not that way anymore. I, I, I'm not. I, I've been crucified. I've been crucified because my prayer life has changed. Okay? And thank God. That's why God's moving in our church. One of the number one things I tell every pastor, I say, listen, we've got people praying. We're praying. We're praying as a church. We're praying with our prayer team. We're praying. We're hungry. We're praying. We're seeking God's face. And, uh, you know, she's, she's been really a blessing to me because she keeps telling me, throw away the notes. She wants me to throw away all my notes. I'm not throwing away 50 years of notes. I'm going to have, I got those suckers. They're mine. Okay. But the thing about it is, is that she's, you know, it, 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 but it's just, what is God saying? What is God doing? And I, And I really appreciate that because it's stretching me. Because I want to get over into the realm of glory so that we can touch lives oh. and that we can see the things that God wants to do. And, uh, you know, we need to understand, you know, one of the things God is really looking at and what he's seeing right now, I don't know if you know this, but God's really looking and seeing, is, is the sin as great as the cry? Remember he came down and talked to Abraham. Oh, wow. It's all, Hello, we be. Y'all didn't listen fast enough. It's real time. Anyways, he came down to Abraham. I just zipped. I, I could have sworn it was like real short there. But anyways, he came down to Abraham and he said, you know, because he well, first of all, he came down and he told Abraham, he says, "I'm going to come down to see if the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is as great as it as as, as you know, if, if the sin is as great as the cry." And Right now, you know, the ravages of sin, and we're seeing. We're seeing that right now. We are seeing such, such hypocrisy. We are seeing such ungodliness. We are seeing such total coming against and like nobody, I mean, it's just amazing what is, what is going on. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, when you see that, and you see that God's just really, he, he's, he's coming down. And here's what he's doing. He's actually, when I say he's coming down, he's stirring our hearts to see, see, how, see what's happening, see the dividing line, see what's taking place. Now, that's why we cry out like Abraham did. Abraham interceded, and they couldn't even find 10 righteous people. Thank God there's more than 10 of us here tonight. There's more than 10 of us watching. There's, you know, we, we're, we're saved through those things, but we need to understand the ravages of sin so that we can reach out and touch lives, because that's what it's all about. It's not about, wow, look what God did for me. Look what I did. Oh, yeah, God gave me a word for you. Or God, Thank God that we can be an encouragement one to another, but... God's heart is, is that we touch lives so that they can be changed, okay? That we can speak words of life, that we can touch their lives so they can be changed. And, of course, that's where our prayer life comes in. where so we come together and become in one accord, become together and get connected and say, here's what we are. Because we can do so much more together in unity and in love than we can separate it. Amen? And God's bringing us together, and God's bringing us with light, We just have this like precious faith. We have this like bond that we want to see God move and touch. And that's when being at the right place at the right time or just seeing God. I mean, I tell you, I just been every day just got open doors, open doors, and just get the right place for the right open door. Amen. Open doors and renew in me. Just make it renew, make it fresh. Re- just renewal, make it fresh, make it fresh. Father, give me fresh feet so I can share the gospel. Give me a fresh feet. Give me a fresh mind so I'm thinking rightly, so I'm thinking in line with the word of God. That I've got the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give me a fresh voice so that when I rise up and I speak forth, I speak forth as the oracle of God, set on fire of the Holy Ghost, speaking forth words of life, speaking forth that touches people's life, that change. Changes their lives. Amen. The change is mine. And then, Lord, give me a fresh vision. Let me see where we're going. Let me see what we're gonna do. Let's bring back the king. Amen. And that's my cry. It's my heart's cry, my heart's desire. And I just know how to we gotta walk with the supernatural, and we gotta walk with supernatural boldness, letting people know we're not afraid, we're not backing up, we're not gonna to look to the left or to the right, but we're gonna focus exactly on what God is doing, and that's God's heart. That's God's heart. See, these treasures that we have, every promise of God is ours. God said he'd never leave us or forsake us. That's that's number one, okay? And so we're born again. We're going to make heaven. Hallelujah. And God also said that greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. That means the spirit that's operating in them, how to do, is smaller than the spirit that's operating in me. I can take authority over the enemy. Glory to God! I take authority over the spirit that's operating in them. How to can tell them to stop and desist in Jesus' name? Amen. God said that He would meet and supply all of our needs. So God's going to make provisions. So the provision's going to be there. We've just got to follow His plan. Amen. See, so it is a walk of faith. It's all, the just shall live by faith and the just shall walk by faith. We're going to walk. Amen. But it's a life of adventure. God's got an incredible adventure for you and I. He does. If we'll not draw back. If we'll not be afraid. If we'll not let the enemy come in and lie to us. Amen. Because he wants to do that. You know, amen. Amen. And I want to make this declaration and we'll close on this, okay? Hallelujah. The early church, when you look at the book of Acts, there's some things that they did and they did this boldly. So I'm going to say this, what I wrote down. They boldly preached the uncompromised word of God and that's what we've got to do. We've got to stand with the word. They boldly used the name of Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. And they boldly exercised their authority in Christ. Hallelujah. They boldly laid hands on the sick and they cast out devils. Amen. And they boldly stood against the spirit of religion and all kinds of persecution. Hallelujah. And here's the biggest thing, is they boldly developed their lives as they spent time with Jesus. Remember what they said about Peter and John? They said, man, these are ignorant and unlearned fishermen. These guys don't even deserve to be standing in front of us. But Man, they've been with Jesus. We can tell they've been with Jesus. Aren't you glad when people turn around and say, you've been with Jesus? Because here's what Peter said in Acts chapter 3, 2. He said, I don't have any silver or gold, but such as I have. But what I do have, I'm going to give to you. Listen, folks, what we have, the world needs. They need Jesus. But they need the power of God. They need the spirit. They need the wisdom that we have. They need the grace that we have. They need the mercy that we have. They need us. They need you. They do. They don't know it, but they do. And that's what they're searching for. They need Jesus. So what we have, such as I have, give I you. I'm going to give you what I have. And what do I have? You have the anointing. You have the power of God. You have the presence of God. You've got the love of God. You've got Jesus. Isn't that awesome? We've got this treasure. We've got this treasure. We have inside information, hallelujah, about we win. We have inside information on what to do in every situation because all we got to do is ask the Holy Spirit. We got an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. We got an anointing that abides within us that we need not that any man teach us, but that same anointing teaches us all things, amen? We walk in this. And if we walk in the light as he is in the light, glory to God, we're going to see great things. Amen? Amen? So let's develop and let's accept and let's look for those special treasures and giftings because God's given every one of us a gift. And we need to walk worthy of the calling and the giftings that God has given unto us. And I'm going to draw it out of you. I'm not going to let you be comfortable. Because I'm desiring for that. I really am, you know. And I've got no preconceived ideas. See, I don't have, I don't have any pretense. I, it does, you know, I don't care who does what as long as God gets the glory. Amen. Hallelujah, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Lord, you always just amaze me in what you do and what you say. You always put me on the spot, but I love you. And I thank you, Father, you put us all on the spot. And Lord, thank you for these folks that are here. And Father, right now, if there's anyone here under the sound of my voice or watching, uh, uh, you know, this program tonight and watching here, Father, if they need Jesus Christ to be the Lord of their life, that's my heart's desire. That's the number one thing. You know, if you're watching this and you watch this later, I know that I've, so many people are watching. I'm getting calls all around the United States, but thank you. But if you're, and you don't know Jesus, or if you've fallen away and you've stumbled on this, you know what? You can come back to Jesus. All you got to do is call on the name of the Lord. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just say, Jesus, be my Lord be my Savior. It's amazing what God will do when you acknowledge him and you accept him and you believe in him. God does great things. Hallelujah! He does. Simply just acknowledging, Lord, here am I. I love you. I praise you. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I take you that, Jesus, you're my Lord. You have to declare it as being your own. God's good. He does. Amen you got to declare that. That's all That's all about. Say, well, I, I believe it. But see, it's not enough to believe it. you got to say it. you got to act on it. Amen. Something happens when you act on it. Amen. Hallelujah. God's good. Father, thank you for each and every one. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Thank you for tonight, Lord. Thank you for these wonderful folks that are so precious. They just draw it out of me. Father, we are. We're going to continue to move and manifest, and we're going to see. When I say manifest, Father, we are going to manifest your glory because you're going to do that through us to show the world how great you are, which simply means your presence is going to be made manifest through us. People are going to know and sense the power and the presence of God. They're going to know that something's different about us. Lord, we honor you for that. We love you for it now, and we thank you for it, Father, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.